Hi, welcome to Cowgirl Artists of America's podcast, a podcast dedicated to Cowgirl artists. I'm your host, Megan Wimberly. Today, I talked to Megan Valtekolu, owner of New Leaf Digital, to discuss staying organized and keeping your priorities in alignment with your mission, vision, and values. It was a really great, thought-provoking conversation that I think you'll enjoy. By the way, don't forget that you can apply to show your work at the Cowgirl Gathering through October 16th on our website, cowgirlartistsofamerica.org. This event is going to be a lot of fun. We've teamed up with the Cowgirl Gathering to bring the art show to the event in the heart of the Fort Worth Stockyards. The event is November 10th through 13th. We hope you join us. Megan Beltekolu helps women-owned businesses simplify their tech and systems so that they can free up brain space for innovation and greater impact. A certified director of operations and vetted ClickUp consultant, she thinks creating standard operating procedures is fun and loves breaking big visions down into focused, manageable projects and tasks using her favorite productivity tool, ClickUp. A ClickUp expert, she applies her love for strategy, planning, and project management to every aspect of her life, from her children's homework to her basement remodeling to her client work. She's a New Jersey-born obsessive researcher, infivore, bird watcher, and homeschooling mother of three in Pennsylvania. You can find out more about her and her business at New Leaf Digital, but you won't find her all over social media. So Megan and I met because of a women's business group and CJ had just grown so fast and I was so overwhelmed with all the things and I reached out for advice from other women and Megan, you were so generous and kind. And I just know that you really love helping women and you offered to give me some advice. And um, I just, I know that people are really going to get a lot from our interview today. So can you tell us a little about your business? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. My business is, I do a lot of tech and system strategy. So I help women figure out like what kind of tech they need, how it fits into their business model, and then I help them learn how to use it. The main part of that is the project management tool ClickUp, but I also help with other things like automations, integrations, business strategy, tech strategy, and really just all that back end of the business stuff that isn't so much fun for a lot of people, but is something that I really enjoy. How did you get started with your business? It was just in a few years ago, we just needed some extra income. And I was like, I can do something online because I had worked online before as an editor and a translator. But then after my second daughter was born, I stopped doing that because it was hard to manage all the things at that point. After my third daughter was born and got a little older, then I felt like, oh, yeah, I can get back into things. But I didn't want to do the same thing. So somehow I just stumbled on the world of virtual assistants and kind of started out that way and quickly realized that was not for me. It was a little bit dull. Um, <laughs> and I like the challenge and the strategy and the problem solving. So somebody asked me to help them with ClickUp and I was like, sure, I can do that. And then I just fell in love with it and have been helping women with ClickUp ever since. And when did you start using ClickUp? About three years ago. Okay. And for... People listening, they probably don't know what ClickUp is. I just discovered it really recently and I am totally sold. It's the most robust way of organizing a lot of things that I have seen in whatever way your brain works. Can you describe for people what ClickUp is? 
Yeah, so ClickUp sells themselves as one app to replace them all. I think that is a little bit ambitious because ClickUp doesn't do all the things, but it does do a lot of things. So ClickUp has a way to create lists of tasks and organize them into folders and then organize those folders into spaces. It also lets you add custom data about your tasks so you can keep track of really anything that you want to keep track of. What, how many of a certain size painting you've sold. You could keep track of that in ClickUp if you wanted to. It also has forms, it has docs, it has internal automations, it has ways to communicate with your team, it has dashboards and probably a few other things that I'm forgetting because there's so much that you can do in ClickUp and it's endlessly customizable, which is both really great and really nice and a little bit intimidating. Yes. At some point, I'm going to hire you to help me get mine better. (laughs) But the thing that I find really helpful and so many artists are so visual is that you can change the appearance of your what you're working on so you can look at it in like your calendar you can look at it and I still don't even know how to use all the things but that was one of the things that really sold me because sometimes I need a list but sometimes I need to like look at the big picture to get everything like there's just too much to remember and so I really appreciate that aspect of ClickUp as well. Yeah, that's one of the big features that sells a lot of people on ClickUp because unlike some alternatives like Trello, for example, you don't just have that one way of looking at your information. You being a more visual person, you can make use of the board view or showing images in different parts of your ClickUp. I I want a list and I don't want to see any extra stuff. So I can then use the list view or the table view and hide the things that I don't need to see right away, but they're still in there. And people on my team can look at the information in any way that they want to, which is really great for people who think differently or learn differently or just function differently than other people on their team. Yeah. And I didn't even think about that aspect in that way with teams, because I think as a society, we're realizing people don't all think the same way and they Mm -hmm. don't get information the same way. And so when we like create this one system, it may work well for you, but half of your team might really be struggling. And if we meet them where they are, then they're able to be more productive and help for sure in a better way. Yeah, I actually, I have a post on my blog. I can share the link with you. That's exactly about this, which is how ClickUp is great for neurodiverse teams. So for people who think differently, they can really benefit from a lot of the different features in ClickUp. That's awesome. Yeah. And artists, I think a lot of artists really do think in a non-traditional way. So I think that could be super beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first reached out to you about doing this podcast, we talked about, can we talk about like kind of productivity? And you suggested, how about we talk about using your mission, vision, and values to prioritize and be more productive? And I just, I love that so much because sometimes we don't have the right starting point. And when we don't have the right starting point for what we're trying to do, it gets so confusing. So what is using your mission, vision, and values to prioritize and be more productive? What does that mean at a glance for you? Yeah, so that means really like checking in with yourself periodically. And I try to do this quarterly and I help my clients do this as well to go back to the basics. Why are you doing what you're doing? 
What's the purpose of your business? What is your mission? Writing it out, actually. For a while, I was like, oh, I don't need to do that. But I was in a program where we had to do that. And it was actually a really rewarding experience for me to write it out, especially the part where we wrote out our values. That was really important to me. And values are not just important because they define you and your business, but they also help you attract people who want to work with somebody like you and also repel people who you don't want to work with. So that was also like a really fabulous experience. I put my values on my website. I've had people reach out to me and be like, I want to work with you because I like your values. And I was like, that's so awesome. And then the vision It's hard for me to think that far out in the future because I have three young kids and I'm like just day to day here. But when I combine these things all together, it really helps me in my business know what I need to focus on and cut through the noise that's out there. Like TikTok, right? It's like noise right now. Like you have to be on TikTok. You got to do all the TikToks or reels, right? A while back, that was the thing or or YouTube shorts, right? Are these really in line with your mission, vision and values? When you can take a step back and consider your mission and vision values as the kind of like a screen to decide what you want to focus on, then it really helps you say, actually, for, my, for visibility for me, I want to focus on building referral partnerships. And I don't care at all about making short form content videos. So then you can say, all right, that's not something I'm at all going to be focusing on. Free up that time from doing that and even thinking about it and focus on what is your priority that's in line with your business. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I can imagine like, one of those little marble games where you have to get the marble through the different Mm -hmm. holes. And so like your vision is like directing you where you know this is a good place to put my time. And that can be really hard because as a business owner and artists are business owners, finding we don't have unlimited supply of time. It is a limited amount and deciding, okay, maybe like Instagram is a good fit for me, but Facebook and TikTok aren't or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Because they do have their different strengths and weaknesses, but making sure that they align. And then you talk about having your kiddos and part of your vision and values for your business. Does any of that include vision and values for your personal life as well? Yeah. So I tried to combine them when I did that, because there are some things that are just like non-negotiables for me. If you don't have this, these certain values, like I don't want to work with you. I don't even really care to know you to be blunt so for certain things like that it's not only like a foundation for how I want to raise my children but also for how I want to run my business so I try to make efforts to make that clear that certain things are really important for me like I like anti-racism that's something that's really important for me and if you're not down with that then you know you can find somebody else to work with. And it's it works really well because it attracts like-minded people and it repels people who aren't of the same mindset. Once you get it out there, you see the benefit and the, the people that you're attracting your people, which is really why 
you're out there in the first place, right? Mm. You don't, you want to work with people who value the same things as you. So it is important both as a business owner and as a parent and as a human to do this, even if you're not a business owner. Yeah. And it's a lot of times I think people, especially I think probably any business, but I know artists really struggle this. It's like, they're trying to be all things to all people. And so they're like, oh, like I'm really like a realistic artist, but I want to make some more modern looking stuff. So that I'll appeal to this. And I really want to do my originals, but also maybe I should make prints for these people. And it's like, they're focused on like everybody. And really, if they can narrow it down to who their niche market is, those are the people that you really want to get invested in your business and that they're going to be the super fans. It's just not everybody wants to go to, I don't know, the only, the first person coming to my head is like George Strait. He's like a famous country musician, but not, maybe not everybody wants to go to George Strait because they don't like country music, but that's fine. Cause you know what? He's crazy successful in where he's working. And so if he tried to do all the different things, he wouldn't be as successful. So not being so afraid of, and it's not like you have to be mean, but it's not like you have to create enemies. It's just like, there are certain people that are going to love what you do that are going to resonate with your work and your values. And those people are going to find you if you're clear about that. And it yeah. makes it a lot easier. For sure. And I think especially for artists, having that niche is really important because I'm not an artist by any means. I've seen your work, Megan, and now I know Megan, she's the one who does these colorful cowboy kind of animal paintings that are beautiful. And if I know someone who's looking for that, then I know who to refer. I know who to refer them to. And it's so easy that way to get referrals, to find new customers, new clients, and to build your community because you focused in on this area that lines up with your mission and your vision and values, but it can take some time to get there. For sure. Especially as you're developing your craft or your business too, that can be really scary because you're like, Oh, I'm cutting out all these people. That's okay. Because at the end, it's like you're saying with my work, like people can look at my work and they know that is Megan's work. And there's artists that have really honed in and you look at it and before you even see that signature and that's going to be so much more powerful. It sounds like what you're saying is when we define our lives this way and just lean into that, that it actually gives us confidence to like just fully be who we are. It definitely does. And it, it also carries over to a lot of different areas of your life because then it's easier for you to say no to things that aren't in line with that. So if somebody asks you to sell your artwork at a local craft fair or something, and it's just like, you know, the, the people aren't your people right? Before you defined this, you might have felt like, yeah, I should go. Somebody might buy something. But once you know, like those aren't your people, then you can turn it down and you won't feel bad about it. Yeah. And that's been something really important for me to learn because when I first started my business, I was trying to be like the virtual assistant who did all the things. And it's just exhausting. You never become that expert in one area where people know, oh, she does that. Once I focused on doing ClickUp and like systems and tech work, it became very easy for people to refer me because they're like, oh, I know her. She does ClickUp. Like I had a call with somebody yesterday and I asked her, how did you find out about me? And she was like a freelancer we had last year told me that you do ClickUp. And I was like, I don't even know who the person was. 
but people are referring me even last year because they know this is what I do. So it just all ties together and it becomes like a holistic part of your life. Yeah, It carries over from your business into your personal life. And that I think is really special. Yeah. You've recommended several people to me too. And the people that you recommend are always really focused on that and any on whatever their skill is and anyone else who has recommended somebody, it's been because they've been focused in on something. People don't generally recommend, oh, you should hire house cleaning and art and also she babysits. <laughs> well, like they, they don't do that. They're like, hey, you need a house cleaner. I have the person for you. And that's why they're successful because they're doing that thing. And it's the same with artists. When you really get down to your style, you define not only your style, but also your business approach. There are some artists that are selling things on certain platforms that are maybe more mass produced and maybe they're super successful and good for them. That's their business approach. And then there's some artists who are like, I'm only going to sell in high-end galleries and they're successful with that and good for them. That's their business approach. But deciding what you're going to do, you can't do both of those things together. You can't be in a high-end gallery and sell your art at a craft fair. It's not going to work. I think we're often afraid to say no to things, but we have to remember that every time we say yes to something that we are saying no to something else. And so if you're constantly saying yes, because you feel obligated and you go to that craft fair, if that's not in your business model, that is saying no to maybe the direction you're wanting to go. And so having that clarity will help you with what you should say yes and no to. Yeah. And it's also really important for your systems in your business. And that may not be something you've really thought about, but taking the high-end gallery and the craft fair example, like you're going to have different supplies that you need as an artist. If you're selling in a craft fair or if you're selling in a high-end gallery, you're going to have to have materials. If you're shipping, if you're doing mass production, everything is going to be very different with your systems in your business based on how you're doing things. So if you narrow your focus into one area, that allows you to scale that faster if that's your goal. Because then you can say, okay, I'm going to be shipping out my art. I'm going to buy the packing tubes in bulk. I'm going to invest in this kind of printer. And you really know like what you need to do. And you're less all over the place. But it is like a big jump you know, to go all in. And, and then like you said, feel like, oh, I'm saying no to those things, but the opportunities come. And once people know that you're the person who does this, and that's what you're awesome at, people really, they're, they are knocking on your door, because people value this kind of expertise and focus in a world that's really full of so many generalists right now. Yeah, that's true. I'm always super impressed, Megan, with your ability it seems like you see things very clearly and like I could talk to have you worked with artists before not really because the advice that you just gave is so spot on for artists and most people who haven't worked with artists wouldn't know that like the art industry is weird and to know hey if you're like mass producing you're gonna need all these things and I feel like a lot of people don't recognize those things do you feel like organizing and just like being able to see those big pictures is something that you were innately born with, or is it something you've developed? I think that's something that I was innately born with, but I only recently recognized that I was working with a coach a while back and we were trying to figure out like, what's my special sauce or something she called it. Right. And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, you're such a systems thinker. And honestly, I just thought like everybody 
thought like that. And she was like, you're crazy. No, people don't think like that. And I was like, that's just really like how I see everything is in terms of like strategy and systems and preparing and making sure things are organized. I'm not, if you came to my house, it's not like a totally like perfect organized, like Pinterest style house, but my mind is pretty organized, I think. And the way that I think about things is like really sequential. Like I know I have to do this to be able to do that. And it's pretty easy for me to focus on cutting out the noise because I know there are certain things that I don't like or I don't care to be involved with, but it's taken me about 40 years to get to this place. (laughs) So say you've developed a good system for something and it gets thrown off, like your kid gets sick or you have to leave, whatever it is. Do you feel like that you have a hard time redoing that system for that moment? Or are you just, okay, these are how I switch the things. Like everybody else, we had COVID a while back and... After that, the first few days, I was like trying to work from my phone and stuff. And then I was just like, no, I can't. And once I started feeling better, it was a little like trying to get back into things slowly. But because I have systems for so many things, then I can just easily pop myself back in to where I was at before. And I know I can look in my ClickUp and see like, all right, you've got 30 overdue tasks waiting for you. Like, awesome. And try to go through that as I had more energy. But I think as a parent, you really learn to be flexible, even when you really don't want to. So it's, it's always a learning process. And I try to have a growth mindset where I see this, everything is a learning opportunity. And I always want to know, like, how can I do better? next time how can I use what I've learned to not have to deal with this next time being down with COVID then how can I take that experience and make things in my business maybe uh, more on autopilot so that things can happen without me if I do get sick again or my kids get sick or we're traveling next week overseas so I've set up some things so that I can hopefully be selling things while I'm on the plane or while I'm away from internet service for a few days. Yeah, I think having that shin-based like thought pattern is so much more healthy because it's so easy to be like, oh, I failed at that. I really stunk at doing this thing or whatever. And we beat ourselves up. We're just wasting our energy on that. How do we, okay, that didn't go the way that I wanted. I acknowledge that. But what can I do to make it better the next time is so much more of a productive way to use our thoughts and their energy brain power than to just beat ourselves up. Yeah, I like to have a little kind of retrospective with myself after those things. Like I had a client call yesterday morning that didn't really go as I expected for a few reasons. And I took some time after it to just think like, how can I prevent the same thing from happening next time? How could I make sure that I'm better prepared for what my client might say? And how can I make my client better prepared for what to expect in the first meeting and then just jotting some things down to think about and then maybe coming back to them in a few weeks and saying are these things that I want to add into my systems for how I work with people will that make a difference is that going to help both sides yeah so I try to 
always have a kind of reflection period when I have something that kind of doesn't sit so well with me. And it helps for sure. Yeah. And that's for everything for artists like um, to just maybe you go to a show and something doesn't go wrong, go the way you wanted it. But yeah, it's so important to just have that moment of reflection, acknowledge it and then figure out like what to make it better and let go of all the judgment of yourself and other people. If we can get nobody's perfect. No, we're not going to agree with everybody about anything. We're not always going to like communicate in the best way or see eye to eye or whatever it is, but bringing compassion into those spaces and like, Hey, like that didn't go quite the way I want. Here's the way I can fix it in the future. Like whatever it is. Yeah. I love that. Especially in the online business world, there are so many like haters and trolls out there. And if they haven't come for you yet, they will, (laughs) They'll, they'll show up and they're not nice and just ignoring them and realizing that you can do things your way. That's why you're doing this in the first place, right? You're not working in some corporate job in an office. I mean, maybe you do full-time and you do your art part-time or whatever, but you still have these things that you're doing because you want to get this out into the world and it's okay to do things your way. Mm -hmm. And I've had so many people tell me like, I don't share any photos online and I haven't done this for I don't know, 12 years or so. And this is just a a personal choice. And I don't share photos of my kids or anything. I've had so many people tell me like, nobody will work with you because they'll think you're like a bot or like they don't think you're real or like you don't have your picture on your website. But I haven't had any problems. So really, you can do things your way, invent a new way, be different, be creative. There are so many opportunities out there. And we certainly don't need like more cookie cutter anything out there. That's why I love to work with people who are really interested in innovation because there are so many copies of like business coaches, for example, they're like a dime a dozen. And I really love when I see people doing things differently. Yeah. Yeah. So on the tech side of things, how can the tech we use help us or hinder us? Yeah, that's a fabulous question. I think tech can really help you streamline things. Just taking like scheduling a phone call with somebody. There are tools that you can use to schedule your calls that don't involve that back and forth. Or are you free Monday at nine? What time zone are you in? No, I have a meeting then. Can we do Tuesday at 12? Where you just click on their link, you book the time that works for you and you know, you get an email with the Zoom call link and that's it. It saves so much time for people. So that is a way that tech can really help you. The ways that it can hurt you, I think is like when, at least for me as a techie person, I can get wrapped up in, oh, there are so many like nice shiny objects out there. I want to try that one and that one. And that's, it's part of my business. So I have to do that and to some extent, but if you're not you don't have a tech focused business, it can be really hard to make those decisions for yourself. Should I use HoneyBook? Should I use Dubsado? What should I do? And that's where it may be helpful to chat with somebody about it who is more knowledgeable in this area because they could really help you narrow down and figure out what is the best option for you. And the nice thing with tech these days is that there's so many ways to personalize things that you can still have that personal touch come through when you're using technology to run your business so that it still seems like people are getting that personal connection and they are getting that personal connection with you because 
you're creating the copy for the emails you're sending out, for example. You're creating the design for the website or influencing that. So it really is showing your personality and your business and who you are, but it's making things so much easier for you at the same time by eliminating all that manual work, having things happen while you're sleeping or while you're vacuuming. And that's just fabulous. When I think back to like how people ran businesses like 30 years ago, I just can't, I can't even imagine how hard it must have been. Yeah, so much human power for sure. I remember when I contacted you, that was one of the things I was like, I think my post said, I have so much to do that I don't even know where to start. And the tech side, I was like, I know there's got to be tech that will help me automate some of this because I had 146 members to enter into our site. That in and of itself is a huge task. And then you start looking at the tech and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to get the wrong one. And then I have to start it all over again. It was so helpful talking to you and just about the tech. And honestly, I was so busy at that time. I don't even remember our conversation, but I know that I like went after it and did some things, but it was so helpful. Yeah. Talking to a tech person who could just say, do use this system, like use this app and to be able to offload that brain power. If you can outsource choosing your tech from a knowledgeable expert, like what a quick way to make a huge impact on your business. Just oh, let for sure. do the thought. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is like living in this world of like information overload that we live in right now. We have the resources out there. So we could go and make that decision ourselves, right? You could go and look at every website and try to figure out what's best for yourself. But do you really want to do that? Do you really want to spend your time doing that? A few months ago, I wanted to buy a painting for my sister who just finished her doctoral program. And I'm really clueless about <laughs> most things art. And so I asked two of my friends who are a bit more knowledgeable, what size painting should I get? I didn't even know what size made sense. And they were like, do you want this size, whatever, 10 by 14 or something? I don't even remember. It's probably wrong. Having somebody to ask that question to and not spending all my time like Googling and like falling into these rabbit holes really it saved me hours i would have been there googling like for hours looking on pinterest and i would have driven myself crazy and it was just so helpful just to ask a friend what size and they were like they told me and i ordered it in the end yeah and i think one thing about the western culture is it's very do it yourself you get out there you do the work and it can be really hard to switch that mindset to say, you know what, I don't have to do that work. I don't have to be thrifty on this because ultimately the thriftier thing is to like, let someone else do that, do that work for me. And so, yeah, that can have such a huge impact. What about briefly tech for goal tracking and not just tracking what you need to do, but I think also keeping some sort of list that you can go back to. Oh, I accomplished all these things. So when you're feeling like you haven't done anything and you're stinking at life, you can go back and you can look at it list and be like, Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> I've actually done yeah. a lot. <laughs> oh, I have so many of those days where I'm just like, did I even do anything today? <laughs> and the really nice thing about ClickUp is there's the home section in ClickUp where you can go to your home. And then there's a section where you can see your done tasks. 
And it just shows them right there for you. So you can be like, okay, yeah, like I did actually do something. So I like to look at that from time to time. And then I also have my strategic planning in ClickUp. And this is something I help my clients with, but I also do it for myself. I actually did it with a few of my friends. We got together on Zoom and we just took some time and we did our planning ourselves. And I have that in my ClickUp. And then I have that favorited. So I can just go and look, okay, those are my priorities. I just checked in yesterday to see how am I coming with my Q3 priorities uh, as we approach Q4. And it looked pretty good. I got to see completed a bunch of stuff. Some probably won't get done, but that's okay. And it's really nice to be able to just have that live somewhere that's not in my head. Yeah, that's the biggest thing tech can help with. I think it's just getting it out of our head because we have limited capacity. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. I took a fabulous course about this called Building a Second Brain. Mm -hmm. And it's all about getting things out of your head. So as just a person existing in this, you know, 2022, we're bombarded with information all day. And how do we sift through that in a meaningful way? How do we store what we want to reference again, maybe in the future? How do we create these filters for ourselves to ignore things that really aren't that important to us? What kind of content do we want to consume? And how then can we use that content in the future for projects that are important to us? Yeah, man, I think if you're interested, we might have to do a part two about cutting out the noise (laughs) because I've heard you a lot. And the other day, I'm usually pretty good about keeping my open browser tabs on my phone down pretty low, but I looked at it the other day and I had 96 tabs saved in my browser. And I was like, I looked okay. at my Pete, watch this, all of them delete. I'm, I just deleted all of them mm. because I was like, that is unfinished work to me. That's stuff I know right. I need to look at. And I can't keep carrying that stress around knowing that I have 96 yeah. unfinished things that I want to look at. And like focusing back in on, okay, whatever, I'm fine right now. If those are that important, they're going to come back to me. But yeah, just let me know later if you want to do it. Yeah, no, that would be fabulous. I have, I just checked my phone. I have 50 open tabs, which is a little bit high for me, but I am traveling overseas next week. And so I have been like researching a lot of things. I think I have an excuse. (laughs) We did a fun game with ours. I think I might make this into like a reel that people can interact with or something. But look at what is the very first tab you have saved or whatever and see what it is. Because it's kind of interesting to go back. Yeah. In some ways, like what you did is really like the best approach to just declare like bankruptcy and like just delete (laughs) them all and then move forward, starting with a new approach to dealing with it. Yeah. Okay. Just two more questions if you're so good. Yeah, Um, sure. Okay, so I think this idea of defining our mission and vision and values can be a little challenging and it's easy for us to get way too broad with it. And that does not help us narrow our focus down. Could you walk us through like how you would define that? Yeah, so for your mission, it's really important to be specific. So when I read your mission, I shouldn't be able to look at it and say, oh, so-and-so other artists could have that same mission. Like, what about it is really unique? If you go and read the missions of Nike or Apple or Target or these big companies that we see all, all the time, their missions are always something unique so that you know that it's specific to them. 
it's a process for a lot of people where you're going to want to write it and think on it and come back to it and revise it and share it with people share it with your followers and see what do they think about it. Don't be afraid to put it out there and get feedback on it. It took me a really long time to realize what my mission actually is. And it's not helping people with ClickUp. That's just the means by which I do it. But it's really to help women free up brain space so that they can be more innovative. Because as women, we're just tasked with all this mental overload. There are like some funny memes and cartoons about it. And it's just so much. Who remembers all the doctor's appointments? Who schedules the cleaners? Who does the grocery shopping, the gifts, everything? It's usually the woman, right? And so how can we leverage technology to actually help our brains function as they're intended to? Brain, the human brain can't hold more than four to five thoughts at once, but we're so guilty of shoving all this stuff in there. So we're not able to be innovative because we're just focused on these day-to-day things. Mm. Once we get that out, that's when we become innovative. Long story short, it took me, I'll say two years to realize that was my mission. And I went through a whole bunch of iterations of writing it out and saying, no, that's not it. Writing out, no, that's not it. And just slowly kind of step-by-step, piece-by-piece, I figured out what it was. So for values, I find it to be a little bit easier to list five things that you stand for, five things that you're opposed to. And not just write like one of my most important values is honesty, but write really what that means to me. At my business, we value honesty because blah, blah, blah. Oh, really writing that out that... The act of writing it out, I think, is really the most valuable part. And for your vision to just think, like, where do you want to be in a year? Where do you want to be in three years? Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? And keep coming back to those. And they can change. And also thinking your business vision and about your personal life, your family. What's your vision for that future? What do you want that to look like? Yeah. For Calgary Arts of America, we have an advisory board and we've recently been talking about making sure that our messaging is really clear. And so we really have talked a lot about approaching things from what we stand for and what we do. I think there was like a phrase that said, and I still need to update it, but it said like we believe in collaboration, not conflict. And they're like, why even mention conflict? Because if that's not what we believe in, we just need to know that we believe in collaboration. And so that guides every aspect of what we do. Okay, so last question is talking about our mission, vision, and values. If it seems like we're pretty broad and we've like tried to narrow it down with what you've just told us to do, but we're having a hard time Are there any tips you have about like just narrowing it down a little bit more? Yeah. So what I remember doing for myself was thinking about two other people who have similar businesses to mine and looking at everything that I wrote and asking myself, could one of these people have written the same exact thing? And when I said yes, then I knew I still had a little bit of a ways to go. Once I was able to read it and say, no, they wouldn't be able to do that's when I knew that I was heading in the right direction. It still took a little bit of more refinement after that, but really not being afraid to be different and to share those things about yourself that make your business unique, that make you unique and having that be part of what your business is. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Megan, I won't take any more of your time, but thank you so much for being on. I think that this is just so much valuable information for anybody really, but especially for our artists that we're helping in their businesses. So thank you for being on here and sharing all your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Yeah, awesome. Have a good day and safe travels. Thank you. All right, bye.